Hey, hello. Neil Tyson here. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, thank you. Thank I, you for your interest. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a space nerd. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I, I was the guy that tipped over his doghouse as a kid, and that was my, that was my module to get up to the moon. Oh, did you make it? I, I did. <laughs> and it, you know, it was, it, the funniest thing about it is, is that the, the moon to me was the, was the horse manure pile over to because it, it wasn't like normal soil. Well, the thing is, the, the moon. Some people look up and wonder what it is. <clears throat> Some people look up and wonder what it is. Others look up and say, "I want to go there." Yeah, and we are the species. We uh, we we are members of a species where some people are not content with Earth or their backyard, and they got to travel. They've got to explore. And you know that's deep in our DNA because the origin of spe- of our species in Africa, people started walking, <laughs> and they walked north into Europe, and then Asia, and across. And then into the across the Bering Strait into North America. So we we're we're some traveling folk. <laughs> and now that Earth was charted, what do you go to next? And we go to the Moon and beyond. And so the book is it tracks the fits and starts of our effort to ascend Earth's surface and reach where only our dreams had previously taken us are you inspired by the fact that we're now in the southern regions of the moon because i mean it's like why haven't we gone there before but now they they say there's something there that we've been missing yeah so i'm glad to welcome india right there's the fourth country to have the ability to do this and i like i'd like to see a future where 100 countries can do it or every country can do it it is our collective backyard it's the backyard of our species it's not the backyard of any one country you can't draw borders in space, it doesn't work. And Arthur C. Clarke observed that a spaceship moving through the vacuum of space, if you held up a flag, it would hang limp because there's no air right. for it to furl within. So maybe that's an indication that space travel is not a place for countries to fly flags. <laughs> it's just a place for humans to explore. So, so that's, I think it's a good sign. And, yeah, we're going back to the moon. Part of me is saying we feel spooked by China because China says we're going back to the moon. Right. It's a kind of a new high ground. Because if we were really interested in the moon, we would have stayed there in 1972. But we didn't. We would have gone back in 1980. We didn't. 1990, 2000, 2010. We didn't. China's economy grows and builds and the technology powerhouse. And they say they're going to the moon. And we say we're going back, too. So it feels very reactive to me rather than proactive, but fine. If that's what it took, I'll take it. And it's the continuing journey to ascend from Earth and make our presence known elsewhere, not only in our backyard, but in the universe. But see, we need writers like you when it comes to, and, and researchers like you, and with this book, To Infinity and Beyond, I would have never known about the colorful aqua ball on Uranus. There's, it's like, what? I, if I didn't have this, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, until you're eight years old, you're allowed to say Uranus. Yeah. Yes. But <laughs> there's a funny one where you say, well, do you have like asteroids on Uranus, right? It's, <laughs> it's like a, so it, it, there's no end to where that goes. Um, but yeah, they're little, in the book, there are these tidbits that you learn along the way. Uh, here's a quick one. If you're from Earth, you're an Earthling. You're from Mars, you're a Martian. If you're from Venus, you're Venusian. Except that's not the correct word. Oh. That, that word was invented because the real word was already taken. All right? When medical doctors found a disease common 
to those who make love all the time. They named it after Venus, and it's called venereal. Oh. If you're from Venus, you are venereal. Okay. <laughs> and, 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 that's just embarrassing now. You can't be from Venus and say, hey, shake my hand, I'm venereal. And that's the proper word. So we invented Venusian just to just to compensate for this loss. Uh, so these, these biscuits are along the way just to add flavor interest to your learning and I like to think that as you get into the book, you don't even know you're learning. Right. You, you're just celebrating the relationship between discovery and the fits and starts that we've been through and pop culture that you already care about. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going to give you a big compliment in the greatest way, in the way that this book right here, the way that it's put together, the short story forms, it reminds me so much of the Reader's Digest. And I think that's the reason why I can't put it down, because I grew up with Reader's Digest and I learned a lot of things from those short stories. Yeah, every every little every page you turn in Reader's Digest, there's a little box with some cute information in it. There's a, and you know you can get through it. Yeah. There are people who are not big readers, and you know I I respect them that get their information other ways. Uh, this book will serve a reader. The book is 320 pages long, but. It's heavily illustrated, as Nat Geo is known to do. <laughs> I mean, Nat Geo makes some beautiful books, and, and we collaborate with them partly for this reason, to maximize the exposure the science can get. In a world where pseudoscience and anti-science and all these other forces against access to objective reality are unfolding. Wow. Let's, let's put focus on the uh, Mars Mariner 4. In its heyday, was it just as meaningful and powerful as Perseverance is to us today? I love that question. Here's why. We look at it and say, oh, it only learned this or that. that but at the time, we knew hardly anything about Mars. Think about it. I, I have in my office at the planetarium, I work in New York City at the Hayden Planetarium, I have in my office two large paintings, original works of art, that appeared in textbooks, color illustrations of a scientifically literate artist who took the, 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 the drawings from Percival Lowell as literal truth, because he's the one, 110 years ago, who drew canals on Mars. Wow. And he had, we thought, was the best telescope around. Turns out no one could verify it. Everyone else, we don't see it. Well, I actually see it because I have the best telescope. He's rich. He's from the Lowells of New England. He built a, a fine observatory in mountains in Arizona where there's no clouds. So it was hard to rebut him until we were able to. And one of them was not only better telescopes, but the Mariner, the earliest Mariner missions to Mars, got close-up photos, no canals. And the significance of this is a canal is, is artificial. But... Intelligent life makes canals. So when Lowell said there's canals on Mars, people said there must be Martians there digging them. <laughs> and he imagined these canals connected the ice caps to cities because maybe the cities were running out of water and Mars has ice caps. So they would flood, they'd melt the water. and flood. He developed a whole ecosystem for this. And here's something you might not know. But um, when he published his Mars and its Canals in 1895, 96, within a year... H.G. Wells published War of the Worlds. There you go. 
mm-hmm. because the idea that there was life on Mars was in the in the pop culture, and he exploited that and said, "Yeah, there's life on Mars, and they want to suck our brains out." Here's <laughs> War on the World. You got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Neil. You're a fun guy. I love the way that you research, and I love the way that you share what you're learning. Well, th- thank you. It's just I'm just celebrating the. I'm a, I, I help you as a conduit to the cosmos for whoever wants to pay attention. (laughs) That's what I'll do. You be brilliant today, okay? Uh, We'll try, everybody.